Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Live from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's Baked In, boys, and it's trade advice time here at the FantasyFootballShow.com studios and news desk. We're taking phone calls. We're taking uh, DMs and voicemails on IG. You can find me on IG here. And you can certainly call in the phone line right here. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. Any way you would like to do it, your boy Smitty is here for it. And I'm going to take all of your questions. We're going to do player, your players, their players, and I will make a determination. Let's get the gavel out. This is similar to fantasy football court in a way. Uh, and laps will be taken on this show. You you ask a dumb trade, you try and flex and say, Smitty, should I trade? Uh, should I trade uh, Leonard Fournette for Najee Harris? Be taking laps accordingly, but that's okay. Laps are good for you. Laps are healthy. Now let's get to it. First of all, I want to thank everybody for filing in. Hit the like button if you're new. Uh, subscribe if you're new. Make sure you punch that thumbs up button. Dalvin Cook it on the way in the door. Blackbeard was first in the building, followed by Wesley and Sandu and Shoddy and Robert and Michael and Overcome and so on and so on. Wesley, appreciate you all being here. Thank you. Meet the Woo. Nev, let's go. Let's go. Who's got a question for me? Who's going to be first? Drop your question. Call into the show. Again, the phone line is right here. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. All right. First question of the day is going to be this one right here. Should you trade... Bateman, this is your player for this one's good. Because he's relevant. Bateman for Mike Williams. It's an easy call, but I know a lot of you like Bateman in 2022. I don't blame you for liking the idea of Bateman, but but the problem is Bateman's got 500 yards and a touchdown to his name. doesn't matter that he looked good or was efficient or did good with his targets and has good efficiency rates and all that. I get that, but he also was facing number two cornerbacks. He was also not the top option on the field to shut down. 
So if you're going to try and use and piece together all this data over here and say, well, if you look at this small sample of games and take his 500 yards in one TD and try and extrapolate it differently, Smitty, you can't really do that because he was the number two wide receiver. He was not healthy. And I, I get that. That's part of your argument. Devil's advocate. He was not healthy um, all year. I'm going to say Mike Williams by a long shot. So your player, your player is Mike Williams. Their player is, I'm sorry, your player is Bateman. Their player is Mike Williams. Take the trade. Go get Mike Williams if that's the way you're trying to word it. Easy call. Absolutely easy call. Next question is Brees and Bateman. This one's, actually, let me put this on screen here. So, Brees and Bateman. So, Brees Bait. <laughs> Brees Bait for ETN, Etienne, and uh, Elijah Moore. Eli Moore. Okay. Brees and Bateman. For ETN and Elijah Moore, you did not tell me whether it was Redraft or Dynasty Meet the Woo, but I'm going to answer both ways for you. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Brees Bait. Brees Bait, don't make... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply this trade this is your player this is their player if it's switched up the way you worded it you know what to do breeze bait breeze bait don't trade breeze holloway in redraft or in dynasty i like etn as much as breeze hall in some cases in redraft in dynasty no it's breeze hall i i still love etn i love elijah moore i think elijah moore is very undervalued but Bateman and Elijah Moore are going to be very close. I don't think one can can throw their arms up over over the other. Like and say, oh my god, I can't believe you would actually trade Elijah Moore for Bateman. You could go either way. You could go either way. That is a wash. Let's take those two out. In redraft, it's easily equal. But I lean Brees. We took Brees Hall over ETN in the Throne League, which is redraft. And in Dynasty, even more so. Even though I love ETN. I love ETN. But we're going with Brees Bait. Next question. Is Kyler Murray or Jalen Hurts? Uh, you know, this one's this one's tough because I mean I lean Kyler because he feels a, a tad bit more proven. But that doesn't mean that Hurts can't ball out and outscore him. It doesn't mean that you'd be crazy to make the move. It doesn't mean that what you've seen already is what you get. This guy has A.J. Brown now. This guy's got more of a a longer leash because A.J. Brown's there. His leash has been short because he has had no help. And it was very easy for him to falter. And with a short leash, no weapons or small amount of weapons... 
it made it so that it was difficult for him to walk and tread lightly. Now we're looking at a situation where he's got he's got AJ Brown, he's got Smith, he's got Sanders potentially healthy, Goddard, he's got weapons for days. But Kyler's got weapons too. One of which is out six games, sure. But he's got he's got uh, Hopkins coming back after six weeks. He's got Hollywood Brown to replace him, so it's not like the Cardinals offense lost anything. If anything, they're just gaining something in week seven on. Everybody's got this all twisted. Oh, the Cardinals did on Hopkins is gonna be that's gonna be a downgrade. They they acquired Hollywood Brown for like essentially for free. You use the draft selection. They acquired Hollywood Brown to replace Hopkins. Nothing's going down in terms of offensive production. Now they're gonna get Hopkins back. You gotta lean Murray. You gotta lean Murray, but this is a like here's the difference. You draft, you could wait on Hertz, draft him later, and he's better. He's better to wait on and get rounds later. I admit that. But if we're talking trade value, this is not, hey, who do I craft who do I in crafty fashion draft ahead of the other? This question is about a trade. This question is looked at and viewed by me, your honor, your court, as a trade, therefore, it is Kyler Murray. Let's put the court music on. What do we do? It's time for fantasy football. Court, court, court. This really is court. Like, what, what am I trying to make a whole new segment for? This is fantasy football court. What, what am I even doing? I'm just confusing you all. The court, the court needs it. Why reinvent the wheel? Why reinvent the wheel? We don't need fantasy football trade segment. We have fantasy football court. Next topic. What am I doing here? Do I even work here? What am I doing here? Hollywood and Mike Williams. Now, this is a tough one because we actually faced this one in the throne league. Okay, so Hollywood was on the board. Mike Williams was on the board. We went with Mike Will. Are we crazy to go... Mike Will over Hollywood was Hollywood safer I venture to say Hollywood could be looked at as a touch safer I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give my first no contest because honestly both of them have the same upside both of them have a little bit of risk we've got injury risk with Mike Will We've got situational, like getting traded, learning a new offense, struggling, you know, moving teams is always kind of tough. He's got rapport with Kyler back from the old days. So there's rapport already established. So kind of like, you know, kind of like Hollywood Brown here, not struggling a ton because of the transition. Usually wide receivers do struggle a little bit. But I'm going to probably say... I'm going to say no contest. I would have been fine either way in the throne. I think this is very even. The upsides are different. The risk levels are different. It kind of washes out to be the same. No contest. (laughs) Completely even. No contest. Let's roll. Next question. Next on the docket. What are we we not doing fantasy court for? What am I doing? I should have named the graphic fantasy football court. It's what we do. Why am I reinventing the wheel? Next on the docket. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous, you know, what I'm trying to pull off here. I'm trying to do too much here. 63 of you in here, punch the thumbs up, hit the like button. Claypool, Pollard, KJ Osborne for Judy in a 2023 non-Superflex Dynasty. That's way too much to type. 
So I'm going to close these out and answer this question based on the graphic up here alone. I'm going to say Claypool, Pollard, KJ Osborne for Judy, a 2023 second super flex. Um, I'm going to say I don't care about the 23 second. Who cares? Judy for Claypool, Pollard. It's it's an easy call. Claypool, first of all, could dance with Judy or beat him out all year. I'm a big advocate of Claypool. I think you guys are all wrong. You you Claypool naysayers out there, you've got it all twisted up. This this Deontay Johnson doesn't have Big Ben anymore. Non-superflex, sorry. It doesn't matter. There's no quarterback involved. Um, unless you're talking about the 23 second rounder being some kind of quarterback pull. Like, I don't I don't care. Non-superflex. Doesn't matter in this question. Pollard's a league winner. Pollard's a league winner. You could argue Pollard for Judy if you really wanted to. You could really do that. I'm not saying you want to. I'm not saying you'd eventually take Pollard over Judy. I'm not saying that. But you could argue either Claypool. This is how you know you're winning a trade. Okay? If you could argue Claypool could maybe beat out that side of the trade by himself. Maybe. I'm not saying he for sure does. Maybe. If you could argue that Pollard could maybe beat out that Judy side of the trade. You've got a winner. Take the two players. Claypool could outscore Judy. I'm not saying he will. I'm saying he could. Claypool's very undervalued. I'm not a Deontay fan. Deontay was peppered by Big Ben. Absolutely peppered. Like, if, if the if the, the lid fell off the pepper shaker and just over-peppered him. That's what Big Ben did. You think Pickett and Trubisky are going to just do exactly what Big Ben did? I don't think so. This is a guy in Deontay that struggled to build rapport with Big Ben, pepper targeting Big Ben. He had a tough time building rapport with Big Ben. He actually got benched at one point during, I think, a season ago where he was dropping footballs. He wasn't doing what he needed to do. They benched him, and guess what? He bounced back. He's got a lot of talent. I like Deontay in some to some degree, but you guys are overdrafting him. He doesn't belong in the fourth round. Deontay Johnson is a risky fourth round pick. I'm going to say this is an easy call for me. The court firmly rules in favor of Claypool and, and, and Pollard, and we deem community service on the side of Judy... We got business to do, so we'll we'll try and keep it down. Josh Allen, <laughs> go loud. Josh Allen and Clyde Edwards-Alaire for Brees Hall in a 25 first non-super flex. This one is a little little tricky. Uh, Josh Allen and Ceh for Brees. So Hall. And 25 first. I don't need to rewrite it, but it just looks cleaner. Like the court likes to do things proper. Okay, so let, let's let's break this down. I love Josh Allen. Okay, I love him. But you gotta think about it from this perspective, Sindhu. Okay? Like, this is almost autopilot type stuff here. And, and it's I'm not trying to blast you on the question. I'm trying to walk you through the process. Where are you drafting Josh Allen? And I assume this is a pure dynasty. 
but you're drafting D- Josh Allen probably late second, early third in a dynasty startup. Where are you drafting Brees Hall? Probably top 10, top 15 overall in a dynasty startup. So right there, you should ask yourself, based on trade val- or based on draft value alone, who's winning? Like Brees Hall, as much as I love Josh Allen, as much as when the when the whistle blows and week one kicks off, all of a sudden Josh Allen isn't looked at as a third or fourth round pick. People start going, okay, it's Josh Allen. And that's to my point that we're, we're always having quarterbacks undervalued. And I'll explain that again in a minute. Super Chat from Rock Out says, take a lap for not doing fantasy court. I did. It's my fault. I'll even take another verbal lap. Take a lap. Take take a lap. Um, I even have take take a deuce. Play take a deuce. Um, I deserve it. It's my fault. Until next time, Bubba. Catch you later, Bubba. Oh, that's the wrong one. (laughs) That's the wrong one. Deuce, bro. Where's take a deuce? We have take a deuce somewhere. I know we do. Uh, Do you smell it? This is Javante's season. That's not it. That's not it. Get well. That's not it. I knew that. I just want to play it. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to find it later. Oh, where's the core button? Here. It's time for fantasy football. Court. Court. Topic was Josh Allen. So, so Sindhu, Josh Allen, you draft after Brees Hall. The 2025 first is worth way more than Clyde Edwards-Alaire, even if you're a little optimistic of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. This Brees Hall side, at first glance, you see Josh Allen, you hesitate. But in no way, shape, or form does any side of this trade actually outweigh this side. So you got to take a lap almost on this one. I'm going to say Hall in the 25 first. Easy call. You could almost redraft Josh Allen, you know, like if this was like a keeper format. You know what I'm saying? But if it's pure dynasty, it's Hall. It's a 25 first. End of story. You, you know, you obviously got to ensure you back up or, or replace your quarterback. I don't know who your quarterback is, but this is an easy call for me. Easy call. Easy call. Almost take a lap worthy. Almost. But I'm glad you asked it. Sindhu, a lot of people probably have the same question. So keep asking it. Just because it's take a lap worthy doesn't mean you don't do it. Doesn't mean you don't ask it. Who cares? These questions are good. There, There is such a thing as a dumb question. That wasn't one of them, Sandu. That was a good question. I just want to clarify. There is such a thing as a dumb question. <laughs> Sandu, you didn't breach that. Don't worry. Uh, what's Mike Williams' ranking... What's Mike Evans ranking with Godwin beat out? Been out. Sorry. <laughs> Can't read tonight. What's Mike Evans ranking with Godwin Ben? It, it it's cuz it's worded wrong, but it's making me it's making me try and connect the dots and read a different sentence. What's Mike Evans ranking with Godwin Ben out? It's it, I'm trying to complete the sentence. Rock out. This isn't This is a this is a one person court case there's no other party how am i supposed to rule over this rock out when it's a singular question there's no trade in here how am i supposed to come to a determination in this situation i would say mike evans climbs to like 25 overall potential that's good that's a good place to be 
Do I feel comfortable with Mike Evans as my 2.12 or 3.1? No. I, I, I feel okay about it. Do I feel really comfortable? No, it feels a little bit high. It feels like we're forcing Mike Evans up because the Gronkowski news came out. We're moving him up from 3.5, 3.6. A real comfortable place for Mike Evans. I like Mike Evans at 3.5. I'm comfortable with Mike Evans at 3.5. Gronk didn't really have much of a, a, a factor in anything anyway, but because we're human beings and we're affected by news, Gronkowski at 3.5. Or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Mike Evans at at 3.1 now seems very feasible because Gronk's out because we heard some new news. This was the same thing with with Melvin Gordon. He re-signed and it just affected everything when no one cared if Melvin Gordon was returning. We didn't like it, but in in early March when we didn't know if Melvin Gordon was hitting free agency, no one really cared about Melvin Gordon. They were upset. He was a thorn in the side. No one's lowering Javante. He was five to seven overall. The moment Melvin Gordon left, the expectation changed, and then people got all upset when he came back, and everybody came coming for my neck. If you remember the live stream, I felt like I was by myself for a whole hour, just getting blasted on, this isn't a big deal. And everyone's like, Smitty, you're wrong. Gronkowski's not a big deal. You know, and on top of that, he's going to come back anyway. Who are we kidding? He was he was more likely to return than, than Brady was, because Brady actually retired. Which was all, I believe, fake because he was trying to go to Miami, which is a crazy story if you haven't heard it. But yeah, uh, Evans top five. I don't know what I'm ruling on. This isn't even a question, Rock Out. Still appreciate you. Lamar, let's see. Here's here's another one. Uh, you guys remember, you can call into the... Call into the show. Down 602-NFL. Dial into the show. 602-635-3664. NFL Dong, do it. Call into the show. Dial 602-NFL Dong. Where's my cord? Where's my cord? There we go. Uh, 60 to 70 of you in here, please hit the thumbs up button. Somebody said we only have 30 likes. What's going on with that? What's going on with that? Court demands it. Hit the like button or you're in contempt. Lamar, CMC, Mooney, and St. Brown. Uh, dial in again. You hung up. Lamar, CMC, Mooney, and St. Br- and St. Brown for Josh Allen, AJ Brown, Eli Mitchell. Lamar, CMC, Mooney, St. Brown. Josh Allen, A.J. Brown, Mitchell. You got to take the Lamar CMC side. If it's redraft, if it's dynasty, it's a whole nother conversation. You might have to follow up on that because we have to break it down in further detail. But if it's redraft, you got to take the Lamar. Look, Lamar and Josh Allen are, 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 in my opinion, not extremely close, but they're close enough to where it's like... St. Brown and Mooney versus just A.J. Brown and Mitchell. You could call that very even. And then you get you get the CMC. Like, it's, yeah, you got to take it. You got to take a CMC side by a, a pretty decent margin of redraft. Re-ask the question if it's a, a dynasty question. Rock out with an additional super chat, probably to clarify. Um, KFC's, wi- KFC's, KFC's wide receivers. Kentucky Fried Chicken's wide receivers 
or Green Bay's wide receivers, who do you like to be guy? Who do you like to be guy? Rock out. I don't know what you're typing on, on right now. If you're typing on a, like a Palm Pilot or potentially um, uh, mom's flip phone, but we're, 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 we have a little bit of a, uh, an issue here. KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken's wide receivers or Green Bay's? I'm going to say Green Bay's wide receivers probably. Um, it's a close one, Rock Out. I think uh, I don't trust anybody to know who the Chiefs wide receivers are going to be. Who's one, who's two, who's three. Like you mix in Kelsey, of course, but we're talking about wideouts only. MBS is it Sky Moore? Will Justin Ross grab a hold of something later? At least we know Watson and Lazard are pretty, you know, stapled in and cemented into those two spots, and they're probably both going to potentially be a thousand yard wide receivers. Where you could have every single one of the two or the two wide receivers you pick in KC both could not have a thousand yards. You don't know if it's Juju, you don't know if it's MBS, you don't know if Hardman's going to finally. You know, do well with his chance. I think even Robinson's still there. I think Robinson's still there. You've got a lot of 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 mouse to feed and no real way of knowing who is who. Rock out, appreciate you. Uh, ruling goes in favor of the Green Bay wide receivers. Aaron Rodgers is going to feed one of them, if not both, Lazard and, and, and Watson. Uh, next question is from. Appreciate you, Rock out. Kentucky Fried Chicken's wide receivers or Green Bay's wide receivers? Your thoughts on J.K. Dobbins? Again, this is a one-sided case. There is no defendant sitting in front of me. How do I try a case with only a plaintiff asking a question? But I'm going to ask it anyway, Tyler. Your thoughts on J.K. Dobbins? What round does he go in? I don't draft him at all. J.K. Dobbins is not ready. He's not ready. I said this from for months. I said, don't go near J.K. Dobbins. He's coming back from an ACL tear. He's in a running back by committee with multiple running backs. They drafted Batty, who I like a lot, and the quarterback Lamar Jackson vultures touchdowns. And they're going to try and change their offense a little bit. And they traded away their number one wide receiver. Do all these things sound like a recipe for success? Not to mention we hadn't heard anything. No news is bad news when a player's coming back from a devastating injury like an ACL tear. Uh, no, stay away from them. I'm not saying there's not a line in the sand somewhere, but it's probably nowhere close to a realistic expectation level. So I'm literally probably going to have zero shares of JK because I can't envision a world where my line in the sand where he flips from avoid, avoid, avoid to good value. I can't imagine that he has a line in the sand that I can even see with binoculars. So stay away. Uh, 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 I'm ordering an order of uh, uh, a protection order. Stay away from JK. You're not allowed within 45 yards of JK Dobbins in 2022. Good question, Tyler. It's still a good question. Doesn't matter. You still asked a very good question. Sindhu, Josh Allen for ETN in Dynasty. So all I got to do is change this graphic like this. Josh Allen and for ETN. ETN in Dynasty. Non-super flex, says Sindhu. Um, where do you draft him? Again, let's use this exercise. Probably in the same area. So this is a good one. This is why you probably asked it, Sindhu, to test my 
my ability to assess the situation when the two players that you're asking me about actually get drafted around the same area. ETN and Dynasty, Josh Allen and Dynasty, you're talking about two players in a non-superflex that probably rank around 23, 22, 18, 25, somewhere in the two, the end of round two into round three. Dynasty quarterbacks are ranked a little higher because the longevity and running backs have short shelf lives. I'm going to say that I'm probably going to be more... It depends on your quarterbacks. It depends on your quarterbacks. You're weak at running back, you say. I'm going to say, I'm going to need to know more information. You need to present more evidence to the court. Sandu, who is your quarterback if this trade goes down? I need to know that before the court can proceed. We need a two-minute recess until Sandu can provide the proper paperwork and evidence to support a ruling that I'm about to hand down. I'm going to wait and see. No backup. No backup. You have Matt Ryan, and that's it. Who are your running backs, Sandu? Uh, please provide please provide that to the court. Please see the bench. Come up here, Sandu. Don't be shy. Sandu, turn the mic off, Bill. Sandu, who are your running backs, broski? Matt Ryan and my running backs are Rashad White. Bro, Rashad and White? You got Rashad and White? <laughs> you got Rashad and White. Bro. I don't know what to tell you. You got to take ETN, I guess. Those are your only running backs, Rashad and White. <laughs> you got one guy, one running back, Sandu. CEH and Rashad White. <sighs> That's not good. That's not good, Sandu. You're going to get com community service for this one. I'm not happy. I'm not a happy camper. You got to trade Josh Allen away. I would try my best to go get somehow some way trade Matt Ryan a future pick to go get a burrow to go get another quarterback I don't like being left in the hands of Matt Ryan uh go get a Trey Lance go get uh, a, a quarterback like that go get a veteran like Aaron Rodgers people are afraid he's going to retire trade Matt Ryan in a in a, uh, in a couple seconds or something but you got to go you got to go get ETN I, I, they're very close anyway you're not going to win. What do your wide receivers send do? This is the last question. I got to get moving. This this case is, is overdue here. What are your wide receivers? They better be like three top five wide receivers send do, or I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know what what good I'm even, if this is what we're looking at. Maybe you suffered a major injury, or maybe somebody quit on your team, but you've got to have better wide receivers. Your receivers got to be through the roof. 70 in here. Please hit the thumb up button, says Blackbeard. We've got 72 people in here. Punch the thumb up button for the fantasy football court. Uh, help, help Smitty out. Help Smitty out. The court is in session. The court is in session. Jefferson. There we go. That's Jefferson, Jamar. Can you get a better... I love ETN, but can you get a better running back than ETN? I feel like Josh Allen might be able to get you like a Brees Hall. I don't like you trading. Can you trade future picks for ETN? Can you keep Josh Allen and somehow get ETN? Because if you do, then you're in the money, Sandu. You have two amazing wide receivers. You have a good rookie wide receiver in, in, in Jamison uh, Williams. You've got George Pickens. I like what you got going on here. But you've got to try and figure this out without getting rid of Josh Allen. 
I would I would do it if push came to shove, but I would get more creative. I'd get rid of future picks. I look to maybe trade. I would have traded some of these picks where you got Jamison Williams and George Pickens and stuff and and, and the Rashad White pick. I would have tried to get yourself into a Brees Hall or a, a Kenneth Walker. If you left Kenneth Walker on the board and took one of these wide receivers, even Rashad White, I'm gonna be upset with you. You'll be in contempt. I'm gonna say pending no other exhausted uh, uh, avenue that you t- you know if you exhaust every avenue. I'm going to say ETN, but I think you can maybe do better. I'm going to say no for now. Keep this pending. I'm going to favor on the side of Josh Allen just because I want you to go get more. Bring me something back, bro. I'm going to say hold. Hold, hold, hold. Hold. Uh, This is not a question, a trade question for the court, but I will answer it. Do you think Najee will regress? I I do not. I think he's going to be a little more efficient because they address the offensive line a little bit. I do believe between the two quarterbacks, now you have two options in Pittsburgh, not just one. That's good. Look, there's two quarterbacks. There's in, in, in Atlanta, you've got Ritter and you also got Mariota. So if it doesn't work out, there's two options. In Pittsburgh, you got the same kind of thing. You got Pickett and you got Mitchell Trubisky. I'm not saying you've got a lock of a, of a strong quarterback with one of those guys, but at least you have two options. And I think that if things aren't efficient and working out, the team will move on and try and, and hopefully you'll get lucky with one of the two. But improved offensive line a little bit. Najee Harris shouldn't have too much regression. In fact, he should have a little bit more efficiency. Maybe lower. Uh, we've got uh, we got a subscriber to the channel. We got a uh, uh, who is that? It vanished so quick. Appreciate you, buddy boy. You were on screen. Thank you very much for joining uh, the channel and subscribing. Um, do you guys hear the the sound for that? I feel like I couldn't hear it. It might be my system. No regression for Najee. Oh, God. Uh, Mixon for Jefferson. This one's tough. uh, Because... uh, It's not tough. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Uh, It's tough without knowing your situation. Like, because I'm going to say something. I'm going to say Jefferson by a mile. But it's tough because what if you don't have any running backs? You know what I mean? So without any further evidence, it's hard to really know your situation. But Jefferson is literally in redraft or dynasty ranked above Mixon. So again, you got to ask yourself this question. What are you going to do on draft day? Are you really going to contemplate taking Mixon over Jefferson meet the woo? And if this is dynasty, it's not even close. Mixon's got one, maybe two years if you're extremely lucky and get struck by lightning or something, bro. Meet the woo. Jefferson in redraft by a mile. Jefferson in dynasty by a, a thousand miles. But it is tough to answer some of these questions without knowing your running back situation. But I don't think it would change anything because what I would do if I was in your situation and Mixon was my only running back, I'd trade Jefferson and go get a better running back than Mixon using Jefferson. Like you could go get Brees Hall and a wide receiver for Jefferson. You could probably go get like DK and Brees Hall right now using Jefferson and something. So go get Jefferson. Easy. Easy call. Probably the simplest one of the night. Cordaly Patterson. Cordaly or Monty. This one's also easy. CPAT and Monty. The court will hear the case. Please 
approach the bench. Where are you drafting? Listen, I feel like I'm repeating myself. The, your honor is getting very, very uh, uh, antsy um, to just throw a ruling down, but we got to have a little lesson here. See, Patterson is not a safe pick right now. Do I like him, Mike? Late in the draft? Yes. He's actually running back and wide receiver eligible in sleeper drafts, by the way, in sleeper leagues. So know that. He's a good late round guy. But this is a potential seven round type of player, C. Patterson. Monty, you could argue in round four if you felt so bold. But definitely is a steal, almost win a league type player in round five, Mike. So you're talking about worst case scenario round five versus seven. That's a two round difference. And potentially a fourth rounder versus a seventh rounder. So my question to you, Mike, is after you take your lap, will you own Monty or will you be acquiring Monty is my question. Now go run. Swift, here's another one. Thank you, Mike, for the question, by the way. The court will now hear Swift versus Aaron Jones. Versus Fournette. The court has thrown up in their mouth. First of all, Brayden, you need to take immediate lap for bringing this garbage into the court. Fournette doesn't belong in this conversation. Now let's get down to business. Swift versus Aaron Jones. Swift versus Aaron Jones. Uh Pearson says I Pearson says I need to drop the YouTube exclusive link. You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. That's almost take a lap worthy. For anybody that wants to be in the YouTube exclusive group, all you have to do Let me refresh here. All you have to do is click this bad boy that I'm going to pin in the YouTube chat, the live chat right now. And you'll have these emojis instantly at your disposal. Become a YouTube member. Rockout, where'd you go? I didn't see Rockout reply to anything. <laughs> you know, I'm just joking with you, Rockout, right? We got Rockout. Oh, Rockout is there. There he is. If you had to take a risk on CMC or Henry, who would you take? That's a great question. Let's put that right there. Rockout's next. Pearson, one of the YouTube exclusive members, dropping the emojis. Rockout, Hoovy, uh, uh, overcomes in here. We've got, uh, we've got, who else have we got? We got a lot of exclusive members in here. Join if you want to pin the link. Let's get down to business. Fournette, take another lap. Fournette. It's like saying, it's like saying, I've got one. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, or Chris Godwin. <laughs> uh, okay, back to, take another look. Okay, now that you're all lapped up and ready to go. The, the real question here is uh, uh, omitting, let's omit your Fournette 
debacle of a of an addition here, Braden. Swift versus Aaron Jones. Let me ask you the question. Have you taken a lap on this one? Because Swift is in my top seven. Aaron Jones is uncomfortable around 15, but doable. Uncomfortable around 16, doable. Getting a little less uncomfortable about seven. 17 overall. 18 overall. He's getting a little bit more. Then you get to about 20, and I start feeling good about Aaron Jones. 21, 22, 23, 24, and then 3.1, he flips into an amazing grab. But he's probably going to go around 2.8 to 2.7 to 2.12. You know, Aaron Jones, I've seen go as high as 2.5. But Swift, and I've seen Swift go as low as 2.4. So it's not like they can't, you know, Braden, it's not like they can't, like, almost overlap a little. Like, I don't think they actually overlap, but, like, they can get really within one pick. Swift's very, very, like, steel territory is, like, 14 overall, maybe 15. Aaron Jones's high territory is like 15. So it looks very similar. It looks like this. Round one. Round two. Here's pick number 14. So Swift is going to go like in this area. Aaron Jones is going to almost go in this area. So Swift by a mile. And I, I think I, I don't think that's an exaggeration. I think we can use Swift by a mile in my in my eyes. ADP might say it could be close, but it's Swift season. Braden, I appreciate your question. Braden, are you still here? The defense for Leonard Fournette has decided to step forward and make a statement, and I'm going to read said statement. Hold on. Brian MC Gravy, how nobody likes Fournette, but he never makes it out of the second. That, I, that was a little loud. Let me replay that. This one's from Brian. Brian MC Gravy, how nobody likes Fournette, but he never makes it out of the second. This is a lot easier. I don't have to talk. Um, Brian, I'm going to have to say, on behalf of the court, you're a little biased with this question. So, um, Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Leonard Fournette in the second is amateur hour, Brian. You may see it quite often. You may see it in Grandma's League. Look, Grandma doesn't know, Brian, what we know. And I honestly think Grandma's influencing you on the regular. When you draft with Grandma and Uncle Bud and Buck all the time. It, it, it waters down your skill set, bro. And, and you're, you're, you're not on your toes. Fournette, is, he used to be a first-rounder at one point. He failed. He flunked out of Jacksonville. He moved on. He landed in a very potent situation. That I, I, I agree. Uh, Loftus, subscribe to the channel, channel. Thank you, Loftus. Appreciate that. Um... Fournette's, uh, Fournette's not a good pick, bro. He's just not. Not in the second round. I think he's a borderline third round pick that I still stay away from, Brian. But when, you call, when you're when you shocked that he's not liked in the second round, 
I don't know what to say. I don't, the court doesn't know what to say. It's almost like an insanity plea is basically what we're looking toward. Maybe you need to be held in a 72-hour hold, Brian. Any Gibby hype. This sounds like speculation from the peanut gallery. Uh, calm down in the back. There is a little hype behind Gibby in round four or five. I like him there, not in round three. Um, this, according to this, whoops, according to this report right here. Jaybreak Break from Renette is one Popeye's chicken biscuit from being O lineman, Booger McFarlane. <laughs> All right, someone hit me with another question. Someone give me a good one. Here we go. This one, this one's good. I think. Uh, Jamar Chase, Jefferson, or Cup. That's a tough one. I think you can make an argument for every single one of these guys as the number one wide receiver in 2022 fantasy football. If it's Dynasty, Cup's not in the top two, but he's still in the conversation of three or four. He's got a lot of time left. Let's not act like he can't have, you know, a, a, a good amount of time left. This super chat is by Master. Master, thank you very much, Master, for the super chat. Master said, rate my first four picks Here's the question. Rate my first four picks, Swift, Javante, Higgins, and Pittman. Uh, I think you hit a home run with the Swift pick. You hit a home run with the Javante pick. You didn't do bad with the Higgins pick, but it's a tiny bit of a reach for me for Higgins to be your third drafted player because technically speaking, even though he's going to have a good year and the volume should be there, uh, it's hard to really argue when you break down the projection. Like, I myself will admit, when I break it down, it's like I don't really have a, a really strong case to say that third feels too high because he's going to have like 1,200 yards and like double digit touchdowns, maybe 10 or 11, 12 touchdowns. So it's, it's, it's like one of those picks where like you don't want to do it, but it feels like safe. But then you follow it up with the Pittman, and it's like there's two risks right there. I'd rather have DK and Waddle, I'd rather have Hall and Burrow. Like, I mean, somebody, somebody tell me what team is better. Okay. And maybe, maybe the court is, is, is all on their lonesome. Maybe you guys disagree with me, but Javante Swift. And then, uh, we'll say Burrow and DK. Okay. So that is option number one. And then option number two is what you have, which is Javante Swift Higgins and Pittman. Now I know Brian's gonna say he loves the Higgins and Pittman side. We know we know that already. But what do the rest of you think? And then we'll we'll do another variation. Does anybody think I'm off base here in saying that if I if it was me, I would better I would feel like my picks are better spent on the Burrow and DK front, or am I am I off base? Because for me, this side wins by a landslide 
And then if you don't want to go quarterback early, because it's kind of hard to, to argue, you know, apples to oranges, Waddle is oftentimes here. This side uh, is the landslide for me. Um, and then if you don't like that, you could potentially go Hall and DK. Does anybody feel like this one, this one beats this one? Like every one of these situations, I feel I like a lot better. Uh, Pearson says Burrow and DK side and twice on Sundays. Um, Meet the Woo said left. Just dropped a... Uh, oh, I thought, you, I thought you were saying you dropped a deuce. Just popped in to see... <laughs> Let's see here. I thought you said you just dropped a deuce. I misread that. <laughs> I just pooped. I just popped in. <laughs> My fault. That's my bad. The only thing holding right, the only thing, the only thing holding right team is Higgins. Only, only thing holding right team back, I think you mean, is Higgins in your opinion. Okay. Yeah, I'm just not super high on Higgins in the third round. Doesn't mean I hate it. I'm just not super high on it. Double uh, X loves the uh, the right side. Overcome loves the left side. Let's get a vote here. Can we drop a vote? Drop a vote. Left side or right side? Let's go. Let's see what everybody thinks. Uh, Carlos wants to know if anybody has gone to school in the last four or five years. I think what it is is Apple and a bunch of these uh, uh, autocorrect features are messing with our lives. Because I've written some pretty awful stuff. And I've sent somebody and I look at it and I'm like, uh, can I take that back? All right, let's go. Let's go. We're going to say left side, right side, left side, right side, left side. You changed it from Burrow and Hall. Right side, right side. It's pretty, it's pretty, left side easy, left side easy, left side, e- you know, left side. DK Waddle McLaurin, left side, but it's close. Left, left, not even close. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. Do a poll. We are HB. Right, left. Give me Higgins side. Left, left. Evans or Diggs. Not the time. Read the room, Tyler. I'm just kidding. Diggs. Tyler, Evans is getting drafted at the end of the the second round into the third Diggs is a top 12 pick I still appreciate you Tyler um CMC or Eckler or Najee drafting Najee 2 or 3 overall drafting Eckler 4 or 5 overall I'm drafting Christian McCaffrey at the end of the first if he falls if he doesn't I'm letting somebody else deal with McCaffrey left side it's even to Avi Hall side is greater. I would say it was about, if I had to to spitball that that vote, I'd say 70% are in favor of this side. And that's a lot less than I thought. I thought it'd be 100%. (laughs) But that's me. Now, look, all I'm saying is this team's good. For me, I'm going with these other options that I mapped out. But that doesn't mean I'm right. It's not science. It's fantasy football projection. And sometimes it is science-based, as uh, Jesse Pinkman would say. 
And sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's gut instinct. So trust your gut. Um, next question. And don't forget you guys can call in. Call into the show. Dial 602-NFL. Dial in to said show. Let's clear these out and have a clean blank slate for the next question. Sandu dropping another whopper right on us here. We've got uh, ETN or Walker in Dynasty. Very, very good question, Sandu. I like where you're going with this. I'm going to go ahead and say the court... St. Rick is, is is bumping his message. Um, I work I work for you. I work for Wing. You hear me, Wing? I'm talking about you, Wing. I work for Robert. I work for Sandu. I work for Bri- I even work for Brian. I work for all of you. Okay. Um. Walker Etn. Hmm. I think overall, I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean. Etn. I'm gonna lean. Etn only because of the now potential he brings to the table. It's really close. It's really close. That's really loud. You're oh. Call back. It hung up. That's really close. I, I'm going to lean ETN, but I'm going to say a lot of it has to do with the fact that you can get Walker later and that even in trade value alone, Walker's rank so much lower that I feel like if I'm doing multiple trades and I'm factoring all that in, I'm going to go ahead and lean in the direction of ETM. But it's really close. And honestly, I could argue any different direction. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Yeah, what's up? It's Umberger. Umberger, what's up, pal? Chill note, man. What do you think about Pollard and Ken Walker? Who? Ken Walker or Pollard? Pollard. Uh, Ken Walker by, by a lot. By a lot. I like Pollard, but Pollard's not guaranteed anything, bro. Like, like Zeke Elliott's going to get the start. He's the starter. Like, we all, like, we have brains inside our noggins, bro. So we know it's Pollard time, right? But the, the question is, does Zeke linger? And if he lingers all year in Pollard, because A.J. Dillon was kind of like, I kind of feel like what happened with A.J. Dillon last year could happen with Pollard, and that's why we got to be cautious with it. But because Pollard could win you a league if Zeke goes down, or if he just looks so inefficient, Pollard comes in. There, there's, there's, there's so much potential for Pollard, but you got to be careful with it. It's, it's, it's Madison type value. You know what I mean? Like you're not drafting Alexander Madison saying he's going to be the starter, or you're not excited about Alexander Madison's like dynasty future because there's so many roadblocks. You've got all of this year, 
and then what happens with the draft what happens after the fact like pollard has no guarantees to be the lone back in this backfield they could draft a rookie a really good rookie next year um who knows so walker by a mile but it doesn't doesn't mean i don't want to own both of them i'm talking about redraft same thing it doesn't mean i don't want to own both of them but walker by a mile even more so by 10 miles in dynasty by a, a by an exact mile and redraft. I was looking at the PFF uh, like uh, ratings, and they give Pollard like an eighty-six point seven. They give Zeke like a sixty-eight. Like he's not even like a top forty court uh, running back. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the... thinking like maybe maybe on Pollard more. Zeke's just not being efficient. Well, Pollard's being super efficient. Yeah, you know I, mean, I, mean, I mean, there's a chance that he takes the range. He will take. I mean, I, I firmly look Umberger. You'll find very little people on planet Earth that like Pollard more than I do. I absolutely love him. Absolutely love him. But, you know, Walker is a more of a standalone player than Pollard being a super handcuff that could win you a league if he gets in there. He's a sleeping giant, but he is sleeping. You know, he'll be he'll be a maybe a flex to running back 3-4 out the gate like you like we're going to draft him. We'll we'll probably draft him like in throne or something if he's there. And like I I'd, I'd use Pollard in the flex right away. You know, but you're running a big risk that he doesn't oh, yeah. get volume and all that. Walker, you know, Walker's no guarantee to get more than like 30% of the work in week one. I know that, and I'm I'm expecting that. And more so than that, I'm expecting a lot of people to not listen to what I say. Because I've made it very, very clear that if you walk into 2022 and you expect Tony Pollard, or I'm sorry, uh, sorry, Kenneth Walker to be the lone starter and to be getting to not be getting Javante at the beginning of the year. Like this is not the Javante situation. We can't look at it like it's going to be extended all year. But what happened in the beginning of Javante season when we thought he was going to eventually get a hold of the starting reins and everything, that could happen for 2 3 4 weeks for Kenneth Walker. Penny can't stay healthy. Penny's had a whole, you know, uh, uh, not a long long career, but a pretty a pretty decent career where he's proven he can't stay healthy. And Kenneth Walker, like, let me just put it this way. For people that really believe that Penny's going to hold off Walker, here's my answer to you. Number one, take a lap. Number two, you don't see Penny the way I do, and that's the bottom line. It's like trying to explain somebody that sees the color red, and they see green, and you see red, or they see red, you see green. It's like trying to explain it to them, what the color is. Like, if you see Walker as a top 5 to 10 running back skill set-wise, and you love that Seattle rushing attack situation, especially if they get not a great quarterback, but a more sufficient quarterback in Baker, and there may be a trade that happens, then then I can't I don't I can't really argue with that person. It's like arguing against a wall. Like what what are you what are you gonna say to somebody that just doesn't see Walker as an elite talent? Are we gonna continue to dance around this topic of, well, you got Penny, you got this offense? Like I see Walker as a top five to ten talent. I see Walker's a top. I don't see anybody keeping him off the field at some point. It's just like Javante. Javante was the number one running back in the entire NFL in broken tackles. Do you really think that he's not going to be able to get onto the football field with a team contending to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback like Russell Wilson that, that sees this playmaking ability and the team knows the playmaking ability? Does everybody think that the Broncos are just completely blind? You know, like, and they're just going to walk into yet another season. Same thing with Walker. Same thing with Walker. 
There, Walker's going to get in. What there. do you think about? What? I was going to say, what do you think about Javante or Debo in the, in the second? Like, would no. you look at Debo if you took a running back like Swift or I, know, something I, I love Debo in round two. I love Debo in round two. Over Javante? No, no. I, I, I thought you were saying get both of them. No. Like, I'll take Javante and Debo no. back, you know, like if I have the 11 pick. Uh, a lot of times I'll take Javante at 11 instead of waiting for him at like 14 or something like that. Because I don't want... The difference between Debo and Lamb or Devontae Adams and Debo and Diggs and Debo and those guys, there's not a huge difference to me. And sometimes I struggle with which one of those four wide receivers to grab. Javante and Swift, I don't want to get away from me. So if I can control the situation, I'll take Swift if he's there because his ADP is higher than Javante's. And then if I get back down to like 14, 15, 16 overall and Javante's there, I'll take Swift and Javante and I'll have one of the best teams that you can possibly assemble starting off with those two running backs because no one can snipe you out of wide receivers from the 12 pick. When you get back to round three and four, the back-to-backs, no one can snipe you. You can telegraph what you're doing. I'm going wide receiver, guys, down at the third and fourth round turn. I'm just letting you know, nobody can do anything. You're untouchable. You're untouchable because Burrow and Herbert will be there if people start getting cute and sniping all the wide receivers. Brees Hall will be there if people get cute and snipe all the wide receivers. In your worst case scenario, in your nightmares, you're going to get Hall and Burrow. You know, and, and, and then you just go after cheap wide well, receivers. Look at Debo last year. But for 300 fantasy points, I think he was really behind Cooper Cup and uh, Taylor. Yeah. For, you know, position players. I mean, even like, McCl- you know, why is he getting so late? Even you know, McLaurin. Uh, he's still young. You know, he's an alpha, right? Like, are, you, do you think they're not going to use him the same way? He might not get the targets or, or the, you know, the looks like he did last year? Is um, that Debo? No. I mean, here here's the thing that frustrates me about Debo. You get casuals that will come in and say, if Debo's not used the same way, I don't think he's going to produce. That's a casual. That person doesn't know what they're talking about when it comes to Debo. Why? Because do you think that <laughs> this it's it's like it's like asking somebody to take a cup of water? Okay, these two cup, cups of water are yours, okay? This cup is yours, Umberger. This cup is yours, okay? They're both yeah. yours. One of them's full of water, the other's empty. If I take the water and pour half of it in this cup, you still have the, the same amount of water. If I then pour all of it in this cup, you have the same amount of water. Debo's not going to not get the football. When he's playing wide back and running back, he can't, he doesn't, he isn't afforded the amount of touches as a wide receiver because he's playing wide back or running the football. But if he goes back out and plays full-time wide receiver, he's not going to miss out on all that wide receiver production. The guy was the number one wide receiver in yards per catch in 2020-21. The guy was uh, top five to seven for all wide receivers in 2021 up to the point where he converted to wide back. Anybody saying Debo is going to be less valuable because he plays less running back or a little less wide back doesn't know what they're talking about. Debo Samuel. I'm, I'm just curious. What not saying you. Next, you think it'd be a first round pick, so maybe eight to twelve because he's 
I'll take him over Mixon. You know, I'll take him over a couple guys, right? I, I think uh, it's like why do you think he's falling? What, what what's the perspective to make him fall that you you see? Uh, you know, being an analyst, like why do you think people are rating him below some of these other guys? Exactly you what know? I exactly what like, I just said. People don't they they literally are scared of the headlines and they absorb the headlines. They don't understand what is really going on. And they think that Debo, yeah. for whatever reason, is is a dangerous player to own because you're you're talking about him not getting the same volume that he got last year. When that's not the case. He will be fed more like if he's playing wide receiver, he's gonna be in there catching those footballs that Trey Lance like here's here's the thing. This is what makes me this is what makes me just like shake my head. Let's picture last year. Debo Samuel yeah. is playing wide back, right? They snap the ball. Yeah. And where are they going with where are they going with the football? Debo. Okay. They'll throw it to him. He steps a yard behind the line of scrimmage. He steps behind the quarterback, which turns into a rush, you know, because he catches the football behind the quarterback. It's the back pass is thrown backwards. He catches it. He yeah. takes it upfield. He gets more rushing stats, whatever. If you take away the wide back rule, what is anybody, where do the passes end up going? To the wide receivers. Like, it makes no sense to me that people can't comprehend that if you if you eliminate the wide back role, let's say, you do less of it, then you're going to yeah. throw to the receivers more. He's. It's not like he's not going to, and, and on top of that, bro, half of the wide back stuff is not up the gut. That's running back. He played running back because the running back room got so banged up. So when people hear he doesn't want to play running back, he wants the football. As soon as he inks the deal, he wants the football in his hands. He's not going to say in the huddle, we're doing a blue 45, uh, wide back, hatchback 75 south, Debo Samuel north 27-4. Then what do they do? Debo goes, excuse me, excuse me, I no longer, in my contract, I no longer carry the football. Uh, please, pa- I'll pass on that play. Give it to Ayuk. Do you think Debo, who signs his new monster deal, is going to turn down getting the football? No. And not to mention, wide back is different than running back. He's not playing with running back. No one wants him to play running back. Wide back is he's doing things out wide that a running back oftentimes will do uh, in terms of, like, he has the ball at the line of scrimmage. Hey, Debo, we don't trust Jimmy G. You go ahead and take the football out wide and start off at the line of scrimmage with the football or behind the line of scrimmage because you can take the football further down the field than Jimmy G can throw it. Here you go. You're now the quarterback in a sense. We're doing wildcat but out wide, so you're wide back. This whole notion that Debo lining up as a running back is a part of the wide back conversations, it's head-scratching. Because it's not. He played running back full-time at times during games because the running back room was banged up. Wide back is out wide. I don't understand it. Deep All right, t- last question. Yeah. Well, last question here. Last question here. Uh, Who do you take? Cop or Indivo or Javante and Swift? That's the last question. Cup and Debo or Javante and Swift? Yeah, Javante, yeah. Oh, Javante. Yeah. Um, Javante and Swift. Okay. Okay. I mean, it, it's tough because I love 
I love Cooper Cup. I think Debo's, you know, uh, uh, awesome. He's elite. Like, and the crazy part is Cup is getting drafted high. He's the highest one getting picked of this group. And Debo's getting drafted really right around where both these guys are getting drafted. So logic would tell you that the the right choice is Cup and Debo. But if if and I'm I'm I don't even say I'd lean that way if I knew I could trade because I think once the season kicks off, once the whistle blows, I'm not even saying once players get to play. Yeah, and, and, and Avi's got it right. I mean, either one is, is wonderful. But I think once the yeah. the season kicks off before even a, a snap is played, like the season begins, you can't trade, week one's begun, the whistle blows, the kickoffs have happened. I think the moment kickoff happens, these guys get valued as high as cup instantly. I think there's a weird thing that goes on in fantasy football. It's part of the psychology in fantasy football that I talk about all the time where we value players differently in the draft. And then as soon as the season actually begins, even before plays occur, we all of a sudden switch up our our thinking. Josh Allen, he's no good in the second round. He's a 3.8. That's early quarterback drafting. I don't like drafting Josh Allen at 3.8. All of a sudden, the whistle blows. The ball gets kicked off. Guess where Josh Allen's value is trade-wise before he even takes a snap? In the middle of the second round. You can't trade for Josh Allen for anything unless it's like top 15 overall player. So what's that tell you? That the quarterback position's undervalued. That Josh Allen's undervalued on draft day. That you drafting Josh Allen in the third round is like buying a car that doesn't lose value when you drive it off the lot. Uh, Umberger left. You know what I'm saying? So, so give me Javante and Swift, but doesn't mean I don't love Cup and Debo. It's a really, really close and tough question. Uh, where are we at on the throne? Um, good question. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick and show you guys. So the throne draft, I think we're in round number uh, round number six. Let me share screen here. Here's the throne draft. We're coming back around. Um, here's our roster right here. We've got Justin Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, Tyreek Hill, Mike Williams. It's 6.4 is on the clock. They're in bed. They're in bed. That's not going to happen today. I venture to say we'll be on the clock by noon. My time, 2 or 3 p.m. Eastern tomorrow is my guess. That would be my guess. So we'll see what happens. But but I think we got a lot of good players on the board. Um, we obviously don't need a quarterback. Uh, running backs on the board. Um, I believe Clyde just went. So maybe I got to refresh this actually. Yeah, Clyde just went. Um, so running backs on the board. Walker, Kareem Hunt, Cordero, Tony Pollard, Singletary, Chase, James Cook, Rashad Penny, Michael Carter, um, Rashad White. There's a, there's a lot of running backs left, but you know there's a couple that we like a lot. If, let's say, um, players don't fall that we want to fall, we've got Amari Cooper. We've got DeAndre Hopkins. Feels risky, but you know he could win a league if he came back and became a top you know 10 wide receiver. Thielen. Uh, Burks, Mooney's really crafty. Um, Devontae Smith, 
Rashad Bateman still there. I'm sure you guys will love him. And I'm okay with him at the 7.1, like of one of the two picks that we have, if you guys want to go Bateman. That's a safe place to take Bateman. I don't like Bateman earlier, but Bateman will probably get taken. Daryl Patterson is, is multiple position eligible for wide receiver and running back, so that's a very smart pick. He is multiple position eligible. So if we grabbed him with one of our two picks, we'd have a lot of flexibility. So I think that's a very, very smart move. Elijah Moore, I think, is the number one wide receiver in New York in 2022, personally. So I really like Elijah Moore as a pick. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is a very good pick with one of these two picks we have coming up. Ayuk could have a 1,100, 1,200-yard season and 10 touchdowns. I think Trey Lance is going to make both Debo and Ayuk 1,000-yard receivers. So that's where where we stand in in the throne draft. Uh, Let's get back to fantasy football court, shall we? Let's get back to the court courtroom what question do we have next and what is the youtube exclusive group saying over here in the corner Raphael says fact smitty appreciate you uh we got walker season mooney um what's up pearson in the house what's up smitty getting angry tm42 says uh no i'm not Sir TM42, did you miss the throne draft? I feel like you were a name of somebody that didn't check in, and I was reaching out to you. I commented, I called out your name a thousand times. I'm pretty sure you were one that missed it, bro. Is that true, TM? Can you confirm that? CD top five wide receiver 2022 says TM42. TM, I'm really glad to see you here. Ziggy off. Ziggy. I'm going to go ahead and say affirmative on that top. Well, I'll say top I'll say top 5 to 10. I don't want to say top 5. I'll say top 5 to 10 in CD. I think top 5 is is it's definitely could be top 5 to 10 gives a little wiggle room or let's say top 5 to six, top 5 to 7. Top 5 to 7. 88 if you in here please punch the thumbs up thumb up button on the way in the door. I appreciate it. Uh next question is let's see. Where's my, there it is. Next question is Mixon or ETN in Dynasty. Just making it bigger for everybody. ETN and Mixon in Dynasty. Um, honestly, like I understand where why people would say Mixon because in Mixon you're drafting and redraft, but give me ETN all day long. Like, I think Mixon's got one, this one year left, and I'm even a little worried about it. I'm not saying I doubt Mixon. Mixon had a great year last year. I love the Bengals' offense. I'm not going to predict bust for him, but I'm a little uneasy, but I accept that he has running back one potential for sure. But I'm leaning. I'm going to lean ETN in Dynasty. Give me ETN. Um, you know, it just has to, you know, it just depends. Um, Avi says, have a good... Rest of the stream sleep time. Um, we'll see you later. Let's give him a... D- Until next time, Bubba. Catch you later, Bubba. Deuce, bro. See you, Avi. Uh, TM says there must be another TM because I'm not in the throne draft. Okay. Maybe you super chatted one time 
at that level you needed to and I was like welcome to the throne draft and you didn't like know that you were in it and I was trying to get a hold of you or something I don't know I'm not sure maybe you're right I I, I misremember stuff all the time bro Najee top five running back yeah Noah I'm gonna say top two to five I draft him number two overall all the time bro all the time we got an ETN vote we got an ETN all day vote on that other topic um, Tanner says later, Avi. Peace out, Avi. Peace out later. Uh, Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson? Um, pretty even for me, Andrew. I don't know that I... I think I could lean either way. I think both have a little risk. We got Lamar losing his number one wide receiver. Kyler losing his number one wide receiver. Uh, Bateman save, there to save the day, according to everybody that likes Bateman. And then Hollywood Brown there to save the day. So very similar situations. I'd say the negativity around Kyler concerns me a little more than the change in everything that's going on with Lamar. But I think it's very close. Like if I had two drafts side by side and I needed to draft a quarterback, I'm going to go ahead and say take take Murray in one and, and Lamar in the other. So I'm going to say this is a, uh, this is a uh, um, what would you call it? Um, uh, a push, but like, what's the the a mistrial? Mistrial. Total mistrial. And, and and this answer right here in the dynasty question: Mixon, if your team is win now, Etn, if you're rebuilding. No, I don't think I would say that. I, I don't think I'd say that because Etn can can score as high as Mixon. ETN could be a top 5 to 10 running back in 2022. I firmly believe that. And you get the dynasty value. Give me ETN. I understand where Mixon owners would be coming from. Hoping he's got more than one year. Not saying it's impossible, but it feels like really low odds that he could deliver more than one season, elite season. So give me ETN in all cases. In all cases. Hall or ETN in dynasty? Um, I've answered this question already, Sindhu. I think you asked it, if I remember correctly. And if not, I apologize, but the answer is going to be Hall. I think in redraft, it's very close. In the throne draft, we were very unsure which one to take. But in the end, I really think Hall could be a top 5 to 10 running back. ETN could be a top 5 to 10 running back too. Maybe even top, maybe 6 to 10. Maybe this is why I feel the way I feel. I feel like uh, Brees Hall could be 5 to 10. ETN can be six to ten, so it's like they're my they're my five and six when you're talking bold rankings, not not where I draft them, my bold stuff. Okay, we'll take a couple more phone calls. Call into the show. Dial six zero two N F L. One or two more phone calls, and then we might call it a wrap. So dial in if you've got something. Drop it. Tanner says, your honor, do we give Brandon Ayuk a slap on the wrist, or does he get probation for his performance last year? Um, I guess a slap on the wrist because I think Shanahan had a lot to do with why he didn't succeed putting him in the doghouse and all that like I hate that when Shanahan can potentially stunt the growth of a player and and Danny Danny uh Danny Gray may get underused I think he could be elite in 2023 
and to show signs of it in 2022 if he was believed in and used and Trey got a great connection with him. I really like Danny Gray a lot. He's phenomenal. He's got all the tools that you need to be an Antonio Brown in this league. But Shanahan's capable of totally underutilizing him. So what he did with Ayuk last year, I feel like Danny he could do with Danny Gray. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's think about it for a second. What's changed, Tanner? Trey Lance is in there. What what was there? What was going on last year? Jimmy G was trying to throw the football to this man. Like, how good could he be? You know, Trey Lance is a big part of the equation that's now been added. So Ayuk slap on the wrist. He's gonna have a good season. How Smitty feel about Drake London? Says Jay. Redraft not extremely excited until I see a lot more from Ritter. So I'm going to go ahead and say in, in redraft, I'm going to temper expectations. In Dynasty, I mean, he's he's arguable as the one, two, or three rookie wide receiver. But I'm going to go ahead and say this. I don't think this wide receiver class is that amazing. It's, it's, it's good. It's okay. But I don't think we have a... We don't have a Jamar Chase hiding in here. We don't have a Jefferson hiding in here. We probably don't even have a top six wide receiver hiding in this wide receiver draft class until Jamison Williams potentially gets healthy, stays healthy, proves he can stay healthy, or Justin Ross does that. Like those are like quite honestly, the the two wide receivers that have the potential to be monsters are the two injured wide receivers. And and I can't rank them there until they prove it. So I'm gonna say wide elite wide receiver one upside. It's on Justin Ross in Kansas City somehow overcoming the injured you know spine and neck fusion that he had which apparently he's cleared and ready to go but he's got to climb the ranks man in a very crowded wide receiver room very crowded but he's the most talented one in the room already and you can laugh at that if you want Justin Ross could have been the number one wide receiver in this entire 2022 wide receiver draft class number one but you know Drake London and Dynasty Argue, arguably the number one wide receiver from the class in Dynasty. You could argue that for sure. But is he better than Jamison Williams? I don't think so. I think Jamison Williams has got to prove healthy. But I really like Jamison Williams. So uh, that's my take on that, Jay. What kind of impact do I think Rojo has in KC? I don't think a lot. I think, I think if Clyde stays healthy, he will shock everybody. Will he stay healthy? I don't know. Clyde had a really raw deal and bad hand dealt to him two years in a row. And I know a lot of you don't want to hear it. And a lot of you just won't hear it. And a lot of you think he's garbage. Clyde's very talented. And Clyde is the the veteran finally on this roster. And, and they the playbook's complicated. Rojo isn't going to have time to wrap his head around it. You can't learn it. It's so complicated in KC. It's impossible. You literally, if Rojo got in there, which he could, you never know, it would be literally, it would be, um, uh, it would be Mahomes telling him where to go on every single snap. You know, blue 76, hatchback left, undercut, uh, flex capacitor, breaking bad seven. And then he'd be like, Rojo, run a five yard out. That's literally how Damian Williams did it in KC. So, that's that's just the way it is. I'm not I'm not expecting Rojo to do anything. Really not. 
Stevenson from New England. I like Ramondre a lot. I think he's got a lot of upside. Mac attack Bubba. Um, who are you talking about, Silver? I I I don't like Mac Jones. Is that Mac Jones you're talking about? Not a fan of Mac Jones. Silver, yes, call in Silver if you want. Phone number is on the screen. Tanner's peacing out. Until next time, Bubba. Catch you later, Bubba. Deuce, bro. Deuce, Tanner. Appreciate you. Mac Jones over Lance. No. No, bro. Not even close. Mac Jones is a average quarterback that could turn into a good quarterback if he's molded and sculpted right. Trey Lance already will be a great quarterback that could be could be molded and sculpted in this offense into an elite quarterback. They're not even their tiers aren't even touching, in my opinion. Mac Jones is in the in a Matt Ryan tier. The most he could ever be is a Matt Ryan. Whereas Trey Lance not only could be Lamar Kyler tier, he could climb into the elite tier, hang on to the ledge and try and pull himself up into the elite big boy number one tier. He could be at the very bottom of tier one. I don't know if they'll ever climb ahead of the four quarterbacks that are in tier one. You got Herbert, you got Burrow, Mahomes, Josh Allen. Nobody's going to get above those guys in my opinion, but could... Trey climb into that tier and sit at the bottom, the five spot, be the fifth wheel in there. He certainly could. So could Lamar. So could Kyler. So could Hurts, to be honest. But Mac Jones, Mac Jones isn't even close to being in that kind of conversation. Mac Jones is Matt. He's back at the Matt Ryan table, the kitty table. He's at the kitty table wearing the little, you know, animal badge on his on his shirt. Um, there's just no way he's not, he can't even get into Lance's tier. If Lance doesn't climb into the top tier, it's not even, it's not even up for debate to me. You've got a comp- two completely different offenses. One is it's loaded with some of the best offensive weapons, top five offense in the NFL, uh, a run game. That's going to support the pass and open it up. Uh, the ability with that play calling and scheming, to be an absolute monster with his feet on the ground. This is a Trey Lance is set up beautifully. Trey Lance has to screw up completely and be an absolute bust. And I've got to be wrong about every single part of his game for this not to work out. He's got to get hurt. There's just no way Trey Lance healthy isn't going to ball out in 2022 and beyond in San Francisco with Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, Danny Gray, Ty Davis Price, Elijah Mitchell. Just a top five defense. Like, what are we what are we talking about here? Trey Lance is set up beautifully, and, and people that watch Trey Lance blow up are just going to come back with a, well, he had a better situation than Fields. Well, he had all the weapons. I mean, if Mac Jones had those weapons, we're going to hear nothing but excuses about Mac Jones, about Fields, about everybody else when Trey Lance separates himself from this quarterback group. I think Davis Mills is better than Mac Jones. Davis Mills will have a better fantasy season than Mac Jones in 2022. Mark it down. Mark it down. 
Davis Mills will be better than Mac Jones in 2022. A little bit of a bold take. I know the Lance one's not. That's easy. That's given. But a little bit of a bold take on here. I'm, I'm out here to throw a little boldness out there once in a while. There's my bold shot. My little bold shot. My little my little shot glass of boldness for tonight is that Davis Mills will be better than Mac Jones. And and, and I don't I don't know if that's that bold, to be honest. I mean he he was better than him last year. He was, <laughs> I mean. Davis Mills look good. Davis Mills look good. Lance does have a rocket of an arm, bro. And he's got wheels. And he's got... He's just... He's he's, he's absolutely... I don't think it's that bold. Why do people think Mac Jones is even good? Like, he's... He's he's decent, but he's not great at all. He's there. I'm feeling hungry. I kind of feel like a burger. I feel like an In-N-Out burger. Uh-huh. I'm going to run and get a burger. I deserve it. I deserve it. Uh, Michael says, wow, Davis Mills was not as good as Mac Jones last year. Do you know that for a fact, Michael? Because I think we can prove it. Like, Davis Mills was more efficient. Davis Mills. Let, let's see. Michael, you ready to eat crow? Because I, I think you're responding Let's see. Davis Mills. Davis Mills. We'll be making bills. Game log for Davis Mills. Dude had... Okay. So here's this. This is Davis Mills' game log. Or, or, or stats. Gonna go ahead and save that bad boy. Now we're gonna pull up Mac Jones. Mac Jones. New England Patriots. The Madcap Mac Jones. Davis Mills versus Mac Attack. Michael Watley is about to take it back. Davis Mills. Mm, that's Davis Mills again. Mac attack. Mac attack. What's the percentage? 20, 22. Let's divide these games out. 2664 divided by 13 games is 204 times 17. Is thirty four eighty three. So yardage wise, Mac Jones beat him by four hundred yards. Touchdown wise, sixteen divided by thirteen times seventeen is twenty point nine. Beat him by two touchdowns. Interceptions, he had less interceptions. Three hundred yard games. Mac uh, Davis Mills had four three hundred yard games. And Mac Attack had two. He did. He did beat him by slightly. But that's not that's not like a lambasting, bro. That's pretty close. I would venture to say the feel the feel of it is especially like the the, the four three hundred yard games. 
the feel is that the Davis Mills had better games. It's just. Mac Jones over Lance, no way, no way. All right, I take it. I take it back. He beat him by two touchdowns. He beat him by four hundred yards. If you extrapolate it out, still didn't like blast him, bro. <laughs> it's close. It's close. He he felt more efficient to me by 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 quite a bit, but that's just me. Thirty eight hundred. See, Mac, Mac attack. I think at most is going to be a twenty nine TD, twenty eight TD passing quarterback. Whereas Mills could be a thirty five, thirty four passing TD quarterback. Not to mention, I think he'll have less ints. I think he will have more yardage this year, uh, and that's why it's a bold take, you know, because no one's really in agreement with me on it. So clearly, I'm I'm stepping out of the the bounds of comfortability. By saying that the Davis Mills will outscore Mac Attack, but it's Mac Jones. It's not a, a top five quarterback. Mills did good considering he's playing for the Texans. That's another thing is they'll be improved every year too. But uh, yeah, give me Mills all day. I love Mills in a in a two QB or super flex as that secret weapon QB two because look how people are reacting to him. And if you extrapolate his stats out, they were pretty much on par minus the yardage was 400 yards off. They're pretty much on par with Mac Jones's. Smitty, I missed the part of the live. I was one of the first. What's it say? I was one of the first in the live, but I had to entertain the wife. Today is our 16th anniversary. I told her to chill and I have to earn a spot in the graveyard crew. It's okay. Shoddy, um, DM me on Instagram and I'll add you to the Graveyard Crew. And Shoddy, you know, for for, for getting in trouble, let's just put you right crew. on the board, bro. Shoddy's in. We're going to share a, a, a tomb with Ron. There you go. You're all set. Your dreams have been answered. You didn't put your marriage on the line for nothing. You were a part of the Graveyard Crew. You want to see it again? Graveyard Crew. There you go, buddy boy. You made it. You've made it. You're shoddy. You can do anything. Uh, Smitty, I missed the part of the live. Fields over Lance. No. Mac over Lance. No. Davis Mills is underrated. I'm a big fan of Mills and Nico Collins. Nico is my bull take to be a top 25 wide receiver, says Shoddy. I'm telling you, Mills is going to impress some people. He just looked good. He looked good. Is he a top five quarterback? No. But either is Mac. Uh, do I got any mods in here? Hit that. Jalen Hurts or Lance in redraft. Um, you got to go Jalen, but Lance is a very sneaky pick, bro. Very sneaky. Hey, Snotty, you should be the top bunk. What do we got on bottom? Graveyard crew. Here's a question. 
early first 2023 or ETN, unless you know it's the 1.1 or you know it's the 1.2, even the 1.2, I don't know if, I, I think I probably would want it more just because these picks are usually two guys, but I don't know. I guess I lean, if you know it's the 1.1, I take the 1.1. Robinson's going to be a top 10 player next year. We're going to be ranking Robinson like we are Brees Hall or our expectations like Brees Hall. Robinson's going to be a top 15 redraft player. Um, so unless it's the one, give me, give me ETN. BTG says Lansing top five either. I think it'll be top five to 10. I do. I think he's going to, I think he's going to dance around five to 10. Look, it's not a, it's not a, a comfortable take BTG. I'm not expecting everybody in here to be to be okay with it but there's one thing your boy Smitty lands a little bit more than 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 anything else that I do is the quarterback predictions though like I, I I'm pretty darn accurate across the industry year over year I believe I was number five and number seven two out of the last three years according to fantasy pros and quarterback draft rankings and then I was number one in tight ends two years out of the three and, and not that I don't hit on running backs, but sometimes like a Clyde will take my running back draft rankings down or Drake the year prior took them down hardcore, even though I landed a lot of them. You know, I landed a lot of running back calls, but Drake and Clyde in back to back years held back those. But my quarterbacks, I think I was five and number seven out of hundreds and hundreds, all the experts in the entire industry. And it's because I, I, I have a good feel for when we're going to see another top five quarterback emerge. I have a really good sense as to when the next Mahomes is coming, I I predicted Mahomes well well before anybody else had him in their top one to five. Um, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf. Um, I, I really believe. I really really believe we're looking at a, a top. If you want to say six to be safe or whatever, but I say five because you have your four quarterbacks. He has a chance to be number one in tier two. You got Mahomes, you got, in, not in any order, but Mahomes, you got Josh Allen, you got Herbert and Burrow. Those four are in tier one for quarterbacks. Oh, I'm sorry, Rick. I was going to your DMs a while ago. Uh, Rick, 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 Rick. I got you, Rick. There you go. Rick. Hey, Smitty, I'm thinking about, uh, well, I got the eighth overall pick in a 12-team half-point PPR. I'm thinking of going with Mixon, reaching a few picks early maybe, but... Uh, I think he's going to just be a stud this year. What do you think? I don't, I mean, I don't hate it. I just, Mixon is like that. Not so, like, exciting pick for me. He can earn it. He definitely, I wouldn't say he's headed down a a risky track or anything. I think he's got the one year. I'm not expecting two years. He's got a lot of mileage, a lot of abuse. The offensive line wasn't blocking for him for multiple years in a row. That dude took abuse for a while waiting for this team to finally, you know, surface as a good team, a good blocking team, a good offense, a good red zone team. So he's going to potentially eat. I, I like Mixon. I'm, I'm not against it. Um, but do I draft Swift ahead of him? Yeah. Do I draft Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase ahead of him? Absolutely. Do I take Najee over him? 100%. Do I take Eckler over him? Yes, I do. So if all those guys are off the board, the top three wide receivers, Eckler's off the board, Najee's off the board, and Swift is off the board, I could lean Mixon, but ultimately, 
I still like Javante more. I'd take your I mean, I'd almost take Javante. Like, I'd almost take Javante over him and then get that wide receiver around too, like a Debo or a Lamb or an Adams or, you know, Diggs. Because I think Javante and Diggs, Javante and Adams, Javante and CeeDee Lamb, Javante and Debo feel a lot better than Mixon and one of those wide receivers to me. But that's me. Trust your gut. That's me. And I know Javante is a second rounder for the most part, but when push comes to shove and all the best players that I like in the top eight are gone and Swift's gone, now you can get Swift and Javante if you wait on Javante, grab Swift. That's my favorite draft strategy of 2022 from the 12 pick is Swift, then Javante, boom. You roll into round three and four with plethora of options. Burrow and Hall, DK and Waddle, DK and Hall, Waddle and Hall. Herbert and 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 you know uh, you could even go McLaurin if you wanted. It's a little early in the fourth round, but I'm just saying like you can't get you can't get sniped. You can't. You could you could literally and even if the wide receivers get sniped and you're like oh your worst nightmare. Uh, 77 in here, only 59 thumbs up. Smash it, says Big Blackbeard. Smash it for your boy Smitty. Um, even in your worst case scenario where all the wide receivers get gobbled up, bro. Then you grab a bunch of St. Browns later and you roll with it, but you literally go, you literally go with the best player available and there's nothing wrong with walking out, uh, walking out with, with Swift, Javante, Burrow, and and Hall, Brees Hall, and then start going wide receiver shopping later, like in your worst case scenario. So that's that's how I feel about that. Um, what changed from last year? You were out on him. I wasn't like out on him. I I wasn't. I didn't like his ADP because he had he had so much to prove to me before I could trust him at like 7 8 9 but Mixon did actually earn and I I admit he earned the value that I was scared of him not being able to earn part of me is it's about the mileage and it's about the fact that he's been abused for so long and he's a little bit like he plays through his injuries but he gets dinged up and and so it concerns me how much abuse he's taken waiting for this moment you know, that's why I don't think he's got a lot of time. It's not like it's like the clock starting now. Okay, now that the offense is great, he's going to get four years of elite production. It's a year at a time for me for Mixon. But I do acknowledge that he's a very safe, like 8-12 to 12 player. He feels pretty safe there. But I like Swift more. I like Swift a lot. I think Swift has more of an, of an opportunity to grab a hold of a top five running back spot than Mixon. Mixon feels 7-10, to 10, which is fine. And that's what you want, you know, in some cases when you're around that 10, 11, 12 pick. But at 8, I don't know if I'm going mixing at 8. I think I'm going Swift at 8. I think I'm going one of the wide receivers. I'm going... Uh, so you got all three of the wide receivers, not in any particular order. I'm just trying to collect everybody. The three wide receivers, JT goes number one. Um, Najee. Then Eckler. Then Swift. Is kind of my seven. I think. I don't think Mixon's eight or even nine. He, you know, 10, 11, 12, I start looking at him. That's why I'm not saying I, I, he busts or anything. I, I don't I don't think he's a, a bad pick. Uh, 23 second rounder for Lazard. If you need a wide receiver bad, it's not a bad move. It's not a bad move at all. 
Because, I mean, who cares about... Like, seconds, you'll you'll want them later. I get it. You throw them away now to get something, and then it doesn't work out. And you're like, damn it, I got rid of my second rounder. But at the same time, you know, Lazard could help you win. If he can help you win. If you are, like, struggling at wide receiver bad, he, he'll be good for you. Smitty, I'm in a keeper league. I can keep Cup and replace my fourth rounder or Swift and replace your tenth rounder. What should I do? I'll be the ninth pick in a 12-team league PPR. I assume this is not a super flex because I don't see that anywhere. I can keep Cup and replace him with my fourth round. Um, you got to keep Swift. I mean, that's a, that's a stark difference, man. You're talking about Cup and then not having a Burrow or a Brees Hall potentially. And maybe those guys don't fall because in a, in a league where you're keeping a player, your, your first round's really the second round. So will Hall be there? I don't know. But even if you say it's a Burrow, you know, or a DK, having Swift in DK over one Cooper Cup, that's a big difference losing that fourth rounder. I keep I throw the tenth rounder away, keep Swift. Don't even think about it. It's not even close. It's the easiest decision you can make. So Scooby, don't don't throw away the opportunity to have a a, a, a Swift and a DK, a Swift and a Waddle, a Swift and maybe a Brees Hall. Like, don't even... Brees Hall probably go earlier than that because there's keeper potential, but you know what I'm saying. You could even move that fourth rounder up to get Brees Hall by giving up another pick or something like that. Like, I would not waste that opportunity. Not to mention you could just take Brees Hall with your third or second rounder, but but you know what I mean. Like, even Walker, even Kenneth Walker, Scooby, in a keeper format, Kenneth Walker is going to have a little more value than in a regular format. Like, you're getting rid of a free player when Swift and Cup are really close anyway. Like, you could argue that they have close value. Uh, Pearson says, Baker and Fields for T-Law in a Dynasty non-Superflex. Baker and Fields for T-Law. Um, you know, this is preference, Pearson, because one will argue Fields is better than T-Law, and then the Law Dog, someone might think the Law Dog is better than Fields. I don't think Baker does too much in a 1QB to, to push this over the edge. It really comes down to pre- preference, and I don't think there's a real indication either one's going to be better than the other right away. If I had to guess, I would say Trevor Lawrence is better than Fields. Fields is going to be more a system guy. The team's built from the trenches. They're, they're so far away from this rebuild. It's like they're in the middle of it, whereas... I don't know that Jacksonville, you can say that they're out of rebuild mode. And I don't know that they'll ever be a deep playoff team or ever even make the playoffs in the next decade. Either, either team's going to struggle to make the playoffs in the next five years. Um, I know that sounds brutal, and maybe I'm overshooting that a little bit. I don't know. It's, these divisions are just loaded. You know, it, it, Both conferences now feel like they have a set number of absolute monster squads that, that a team like the Jaguars or the, the Bears are going to have trouble breaching into that, those three wild card spots and especially winning their division. But hey, the Bears could climb up and win their division. That could be their ticket into the playoffs. Um, the Jaguars probably won't have that luxury. So maybe the Bears play better. But again, they're a system team built from the trenches where I think Fields will be capped in a sense and be efficient and could be a good quarterback. Like he could be a good quarterback, a winning quarterback. He could be the kind of quarterback the Bears need. But Trevor Lawrence in fantasy has a little bit more ability to, I think, open it up and score a little more. So that would be my 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 thinking there. 
Uh, Michael says, my graveyard team is Eckler, Debo, Andrews, DK, Lamar from the seventh spot. Eckler, Debo, Andrews, DK, Lamar. I like it a lot. That's really good. Even going early, Andrews, you pulled it off nicely. You got the right players to fall. I like that. That's quite a team. Nice job. Mixing over Swift. Look, you can't get mad at it. Like, I, I'm okay with it. You can have it however you want. Mixing average two more uh, fantasy points per game than Swift last year. Yeah, but hard to hard to really use the year-to-year averages and, and carry it in and just say Swift's not going to be unleashed. Because the thing you got to think about... Um, DeAndre Swift season <laughs> your title your name is DeAndre Swift season but you like mixing over Swift that's interesting um the thing you gotta try and remember is that uh <laughs> it's so funny the thing you gotta remember is that Anthony Lynn this this new coach of, uh, over in San Francisco that the Niner fans just blindly love like they just because he's been brought like, Anthony Lynn he's fantastic he's our coach like Niner, Niner fans you guys my Niner fans that are watching right now you know I love you but uh <laughs> it's just blind you know he's he was horrible he was horrible in Detroit you know like he's got some maybe some skill sets that that can be compartmentalized and Shanahan can keep him focused and make him like do what he does well and only what he does but Anthony Lynn was horrible last year there's a reason he was available you know I even heard somebody I forget what show it was but they're like they're like who do you think uh <laughs> what they say something like who do you think uh is gonna be you know blah 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 coaching next year and somebody goes Anthony Lynn might get a head coaching job and somebody's like what do you mean he's in San Francisco like they're not gonna be able to keep him in San Francisco once they do, he's going to be ripped from there and put in a head coaching job. And may, maybe San Francisco makes Anthony Lynn look, but it, look good, and that could happen. But Anthony Lynn had his play calling duties stripped from him by midseason. He also said J- Jamal Williams was the number one back in Detroit, and Swift was his B back, and literally didn't want to play Swift full time. And this is why I was worried about Swift all year, is because he had Anthony Lynn. Making decisions like that. They finally ripped his play call duties away from him at, at, at midseason, which was a great move that made it so that he, you know, had uh, Swift had more of an opportunity and fast track into starter carries. But he also didn't want to start DeAndre Swift. So uh, when you try and compare Mixon and DeAndre Swift seasons last year, it's a little unfair. And I don't really, I don't really prescribe to that when it comes to Mixon's 2021 campaign. It's just not something you can look at and, and say this is what's going to happen this coming season. Mixing seasons upon us. It's a different scenario. It's funny when people say, Smitty, you're finally coming around on Mixon. They don't they don't understand my concept of this thing. They don't understand. Uh, Silver, hit that. They don't understand what I'm even talking about because it has to do with situation. It has to do with red flags. And you've got a guy like, like Swift coming in. And, and finally getting fully unleashed. And now you only have the injury risk because he does have a little injury risk. That's the only red flag. Last year, there were three, four red flags for this guy. Horrible team. Offense wasn't going to live in the red zone. Uh, Anthony Lynn talking about running back by committee every single day. That's all this man wanted was to run multiple running backs. He said it all the time. I'm going to run multiple running backs. We have a running back by committee led by Jamal Williams. And people have the audacity to be like, you're coming around on Swift. 
No, Swift's situation was vastly different in 2021 than it is coming into 2022. Not everything translates. Not everything has to be what you thought it was last year. Swift is coming in strong. He's coming in hot. And he's a top seven to eight overall player. And he can even outperform that and become a top five overall player. Some players can only outscore their, their draft position so much. You're drafting a guy at seven. He can only do so much from that. But you know that Swift has the ability to climb two and three spots up in running back rankings. He really can. And I absolutely love him. And if you pair Swift with Javante, you have yourself two potential top five running backs in fantasy football that you're getting around 12, 13, 14, 15 overall. And you're not having to touch anything into like round uh, or into pick like eight and above. Like you can really get Swift and Javante back to back at 12. It's a cakewalk from that point. A cakewalk. Austin says Swift isn't even the best running back on his team. I would love you to elaborate, Austin. And if you want to call in, I would actually prefer that. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. Call in. I, I love Austin to hear your take. Not to like go at you or you know argue with you extremely, but I want to know why you think that. I want to know why you think that, Austin. It's definitely take a lap worthy. I mean, explain, come in and explain yourself. We'll definitely have you in here. Nick is 800 rushing, 1,000 total, a top five running back. 800 rushing, 1,000 total yards, or 800 and 1,000. So 1,800 yards, Nick? If you're saying 1,800 yards, absolutely. That could be a top five running back. If you're saying 800 but 1,000 total, no. Answered it both ways for a reason, so I could move on. Um, I would call in, but everyone in ha- in the house is asleep. They don't understand the graveyard grind. This is Michael. Okay, Silver, we need your. You know, hit that one too if you don't. Silver, I appreciate you doing all the mod stuff. We're going to look to maybe add Kenny as a mod. I think I can get to this one too, though. Oh, Silver already got it. I went to go do it, and Silver already took care of it. Silver's fast, man. Silver's quick. He's like a ninja. Ninja man, you're saying that Swift could be a top five running back. Mixon was top five last year and now has a better O line. I respect your opinion, though. Yeah, I mean, like I said, man, I'm not I'm not arguing with you on Mixon. I've already made that pretty clear. Like I'm 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 not gonna make anybody take laps on liking Mixon in the five to ten for running backs. It is what it is. It's it's splitting hairs at this point. Like, do you like Mixon or Swift? This should be more of a preference yeah i like swift oh i like mixing cool you know bro fist that that's where we're at with this conversation there's no way anybody should be throwing any shade on somebody for liking mixing over swift or swift over mixing it's too close bro and 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 again it comes down to if you want my argument it would come down to that i just feel like that mixing's been abused for years 
That's smiling concern, you know. But Swift's got injury concern too, so we want a mashed potato. Um, oh, we got Nezerdend Nederedder Setter Setter subscribe to the show. Um, you know what? To the moon. We're gonna do a mashed potato. Got it. We got it on lock. How long we been live? Two hours. God, we do we do it right. We do it solid. We do it. We come strong. I don't think any other communities they have a they hold a candle to us. We're here. We live online. We were born online. We were molded by it, sculpted by it. We thrive in it. Just absolutely thrive. Anybody else got anything else before we, we jump on out of here? I was kind of hoping that uh, was Austin would call in, but and not to not to attack him or anything like that. I just want to hear his take. But I'm gonna go ahead and shut the phone line down. Hopefully, Denny doesn't try and call. Denny, Denny was in my comments of the YouTube comments saying like Smitty blocked me, horrible content. Like Denny, who absolutely loved the show about one and a half hours prior. And somehow got it into his mind that we had blocked him and all this stuff. It's like, Denny, you called and hammered and didn't know what was going on. And and then it's like, and then he thinks that I'm, I don't even know where he got it. I even made a, I even put Denny on the gravestones. Like, look, Denny thinks that I'm like against him or. Graveyard crew. Denny's right here. You know, he is, he is right now. Unless he goes crazy again. Starts getting all all mouthy with me. Denny. All night, I was supportive of Denny. Um, The phone line, why, you want to call in real quick? Here you go, buddy. Call into the show. One more phone call from, from DeAndre Swift. His own name is DeAndre Swift. He's trying to argue with me about DeAndre Swift when I don't think we should argue. I think Mixon and Swift are very... Very even, but uh, uh, DeAndre Swift season is his name. <laughs> he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to accept that I like Swift over Mixon. I'm just kidding. DeAndre Swift season. Uh, Swift was 47th in yards after contact and 49th in success rate. I just don't see a top five. I don't know. I don't know Austin if that stats accurate. Even I'd have to. I'd have to see it. I'm not saying that it's not, but I. I mean. I don't. I blame a lot on Anthony Lynn, regardless, bro. Anthony Lynn was garbage. So like, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't use anything from last year. That's, that was my point earlier. I wouldn't use anything from last year. That was Anthony Lynn's fault. They got rid of him for a reason. They stripped his play calling duties after the halfway point of the season for a reason because he was calling calling garbage play calls, bro, or or everything. Everything was garbage under the under Anthony Lynn. That's why I don't know why Niner fans are just assuming he's good because the Niners hired him. I don't like him. I don't, maybe Shanahan can keep control of him and figure out a way to utilize his skill set. Um, I'm not getting a call from you, buddy boy, so I'm going to shut the phone line down. I opened it up just for you, DeAndre Swift. I'll wait about one more minute, and then we're going to close it down, pal. Silver Rapture says Denny Tickalap. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what Denny was thinking last night. Uh, word to the wise: Don't when you get hammered and you're walking around, don't don't dial in. He's gonna 
they're just not going to know what's going on. Everybody was being supportive. and <laughs> You get all paranoid or something. I don't know. Uh, what's this comment here? All right, man. I open the phone line for you. You're not dialing in. Phone line is off. Oh, here it is. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Hey there. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Is this uh, DeAndre? Yeah, perhaps. What's up? All right. So, uh, one thing to say. Um, <clears throat> free Rompy. Awesome job. Good talk. I don't know. I don't know what to say sometimes. I, I'm I'm uh, baffled by some people. All right, I'm out of here. Appreciate everybody. Um, I will see you tomorrow for the normal 7 p.m. Eastern show. TheFantasyFootballShow.com We are live every single Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Get on over to TheFantasyFootballShow.com for all your bold predictions for the one-on-one text advice where you and I can text on demand. On top of that, uh, Graveyard Shift rocks according to Ron, who you're going to see pop up right here. Ron, appreciate you, buddy boy, with the super chat. Uh, Graveyard Rocks. Appreciate Ron. Ron's new. Ron's brand new, and he's already becoming an OG. He's already on the graveyard stone, gravestones. He, Ron's really, Ron's really taken to us. I like Ron. Ron. Ron, I think, is in the middle of the ocean on an aircraft carrier, and he still manage, uh, manages to drop all these amazing comments and super chats. Uh, let's refresh this one more time. We're going to run out of time. 59 seconds. Okay. So get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com for the text line. Get on over to uh, the link I have below for Underdog Fantasy. If you go click on that link, and if you sign up for Underdog Fantasy, I will give you a free 10 to 15 minute phone call. If you can show me a screenshot, you use promo code Smitty or the link which will automatically use promo code Smitty for you. Down below, it's Underdog Fantasy. The link is in the description. Go play Underdog. The link is also at thefantasyfootballshow.com. At the top in the header, there's an Underdog logo. Click it. It will automatically put the, the promo code Smitty in for you, and I'll give you a 10 to 15-minute phone call. Trade Calculator. Invented that instant trade calculator in 2003 at the Bold predictions at the Articles, rankings galore. You can imagine the kind of rankings I have there. Go check it out, and I reply to every comment. Leave a comment. Special shout out to Silver for moderating so well tonight and taking care of business. Special shout out to Watley and the Watley family and the Blackbeard family and the Shotties. Shotty, thank you. Tell the missus that uh, that uh, we're sorry. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here and go spend time with the missus. Uh, Pearson in the house. Carrick, appreciate you. Vampy. In the building, of course. 
Austin. Appreciate you, Austin. You can call in and argue later. Later, Bubba's. Later, Bubba's. Tony in the house doing the doing the cheers to, to Denny. Nick, appreciate you, Nick. Freddy to the moon. Freddy to the moon. Freddy's a YouTube exclusive member. Phillips a YouTube exclusive member. Pearson. Uh, Ron Navy. Vampy Boy. Raphael. To the moon, Raphael. Alright, guys. Isaac. All of you. Laters. Deuces.